Hey, welcome back to Soul Songs, and we are discussing some of the nigunim, which are near and dear to us, and we'd like to share with you. One of them is an interesting nigun, known as nigun amashinke. Amashinke. Amashinke is a knitting machine. Yeah, like a sock knitting sock machine. Sock knitting machine. It's like a little reference round, here. circular thing. Right. What significance does this little round uh, knitting machine have? So it's known that back in the Soviet Union, especially during a certain era in the 20s, the 30s, it was very difficult to make a living because of communist oppression. And uh, one way that religious Jews had of making a living and being able to keep Shabbos is to have a mashinka at home and they would right. knit at home. Yeah, I think it's called a tricotage. Now, now this particular nigun was composed by the famous Balmanagin Reb Shalom Kharatonov from the famous musical Kharatonov family. Yeah, very prolific composers. Very prolific composers. So Reb Shalom's brother, Reb Aaron, composed some very famous nigunim, among them the Yud based Yud Gimel Tamos nigun. You know. Famous nigun. Also, Derbenini. Um, and then, and their father, Reb Avram, was also a big Balmanagin, and Reb Shalom was a composer in his own right. And his son, Reb Shamshin Karatonov, actually put together an album in the 70s called Nigune Shalom. Yeah, I actually was, have a record at home. The, the original, record, yeah. The vinyl. <laughs> the vinyl, yes. Yeah. It's interesting, there are liner notes on, you know, Kids don't know what this is, but in the old LPs, you have a lot of space to write on, so there, there are liner notes, yeah. on, and it gives a little bit of background on each of the nigunim. So for the niguna the liner notes talk about that Chosid mm-hmm. endeavors to take all of his possessions, his material possessions, and turn them into vessels for godliness. Right. It's a very fundamental Hasidic concept. And not only that, but the machine itself represents this, you know, taking all these different, uh, you know, materials and forming something totally different out of... Something cohesive. Yeah. Now, there's more to the story, and it's not on the liner notes, which is that Absalom, we should mention, he lived in dire poverty. He was a sheikh to Baidik, a ritual slaughterer, yeah. but in 1929, the communists outlawed ritual slaughter. So he moved around a lot looking for livelihood. And... Uh, Toward the end of his days, he ended up in Moscow, and he ordered this mashinka in hopes that it would provide a way to make a living. Now, apparently what happened is that Absalom and another chassid, Reperetzmachkin, they both, and you had to prepay for the mashinka. <laughs> so they sent money, and I believe it came from overseas, and uh, then you wait for hmm. your mashinka to arrive. And in the end, one mashinka arrived, both had paid, and it wasn't clear whose mashinka arrived and who was out of money. What does a Jew do when they, you know, he needs clarity? They went to a rav, they went to a rabbi to uh, listen to their dispute and to rule according to halacha, according to Jewish law, what is done in such a monetary matter. Who does the machine belong to? Who, to whom does the machine belong? Yeah. So apparently the story is like this, that while Reb Shalom was awaiting the verdict to find out whether he's going to be awarded the mashinka or not, he composed the Nigun. Now, in the end, for whatever reasons, the Rav awarded the Mashinka to Reb Peretz, mm-hmm. and Reb Shalom did not get the actual Mashinka, but he got the song. And we got the song. Yeah. And we have the song. Yep. Yeah. Posterity.
So, Nigun Amashinke. Oh, yeah. 